Hey, John, thanks for joining us. Um, John is from Wallets Africa. He's uh, here to talk about his entrepreneurial story plus uh, the business of wallets in Africa. So um, why don't you give us a quick pitch uh, for what does your company do? Uh, first of all, uh, such, such a pleasure to be here talking to you on Prima. Uh, the bulk of, I think the bulk of the work that you guys did in the past decade uh, sort of laid the foundation for what I've been able to achieve uh, over the past three years. I'm a huge fan of PayPal, of course, uh, Prima and Matt. You guys essentially revolutionized lending here. Uh, you know, this was something banks, even banks couldn't do. No, thank uh, you. For a couple of years. So, well done. So, Wallet Africa, we are building financial tools for Africans and African owned businesses. Uh, we started out as a consumer hub and led last year. Uh, in 2019, we started supporting businesses. Now we have about 6,000 businesses and about 90,000 users that we support in Nigeria. Uh, our core product offering for consumers is our card, that's our leading feature. Then we'll just layer all the financial services on top of that. And now we also support businesses. In 2016, Matt McKinsey came to Nigeria. He wanted to build a digital bank. That is scouting. Yeah. So yeah, you guys were here. So uh, they started scouting across fintechs and uh, companies to see which engineers to talk to. A couple of people recommended me to talk to them. So I went, uh, spoke to a couple of the engineers there, and they brought me on board as a solutions architect. And uh, we started building the back end of Alat. Alat did really well, about 250,000 users in the first three months. Uh, I felt like my work was done after the product had launched. Uh, not there's a couple of reasons why. The first reason was we were trying to build a bank within a bank. Uh, the the bank guys were not too happy with that. <laughs> you know, it's like you build a smaller version of us. So there was just a lot of things I couldn't understand yet. Yeah. So I I stepped out. Uh, so when I stepped out, I went to Interswitch. Uh, at Interswitch, I helped them build a couple products. The, the most significant one was a system that allowed FMCGs to reward their customers with cash. So as an FMCG like, um, like Guinness, you open a Guinness bottle and underneath the cover you see a code and you take that code to an ATM and you get cash. It worked like magic then. Sounds and nice. It did really well. Yeah, it did really well. It deployed for Nestle and a couple of people, Cadbury. Then from there, I, I, I had this idea that you know, I should be able to pay for Netflix. So you see, the way I used to work then, uh, Madam Primal, is I'd tell my girlfriend who was in the UK then to give me a card and I'll use it to pay for my Netflix. And that sounded just boring. You know, each time I just like, hey, can you give me your card? And it's not just for Netflix, it's for Amazon, it's for, it's for Google uh, games, the Play Store. So I spoke to a couple of friends and said, how do we try to put together a card? for Nigerians in Nigeria that allows you to use this product, right? So it's like people just don't have access. So we built that, that was the first version of wallet. Uh, the moment I got a call from a friend of mine that he had a bin available. So I used this bin at the time to create the card. Your friend just had, your friend just had a bin. That's the kind of the first several digits of a Visa or MasterCard <laughs> number. And it's kind of, I, I don't think I have any friends who have a bin. Like, what, was your friend issuing cards uh, under? Yeah, different... it's quite popular. It's quite, it's quite popular. Uh, so uh, he was issuing cards, Primo. Uh, he was he had a payments company. He had got. Wow. 
And I yeah. was like, yo, uh, can I build cards on top of your product? Um, and, you know, we, we did that, you know, very straightforward. I showed to all my friends that, look, it's working, right? So the what, technology was- What did was, you call this product? Wallet.ng. <laughs> that, was, that was the birth. That was the birth <laughs> so of birth. Product yeah, number one. Yeah, Wallet.ng. And it was really yeah. straightforward. Uh, I showed it to all my friends and they were like, look, this is it. Uh, this allows me to pay for my things. But then from there, I started running a few ads and then mobile money agents discovered the product and that was when we went really viral, right? So they started using the product to pay for their, their Facebook ads, they started using the product to pay for their games. Uh, people would come to them to say, look, I'm trying to pay for this thing and they'd give them the card to pay. Then we started thinking of ways to make the money stick, right? So we started layering other services that these mobile money agents do, transfers, uh, bills pay, airtime. So look, the first month in 2018, that was when we went live, we did about $25,000 in transactions, uh, transaction volume. By the end of the year, we did about $3 million in transaction wow. volume. Yeah, so that, that, that picked up really fast. Were you one out. of the only products in the market that enabled people to you know, pay for Netflix, Spotify, um, kind of solve this? Or were, were there several products in the market when you launched wallets? So there was a couple products in the market when we launched. In fact, we're not the best at it. Uh, the bank that I helped build a lot already had it. Uh, Border by Flutter, we've already had it. Um, there was a couple banks that were trying to float a similar product. Uh, so I think we were not the only guys in the market. And what, what do you mean that you weren't the best at it? Like you weren't necessarily better or worse, or there was something that you're doing that was inferior yet you still got $3 million worth of volume in that first year? No, we're not, we were not the first at it. Okay, like, got it. Yeah. it. yeah, we're not the first at it. Yeah. And then it took us a while to become like the, the major provider of uh, virtual cards and now physical cards for people. So that got us into YC, uh, Primal, uh, yep. in winter 19. And you know, I went into YC full of confidence, let's do this. That I met with a couple partners and like, how do you turn this to a billion dollar business? Yeah. Right? You know, like there's, there's this, there's all these people in Africa. I'm sure they'd want to use the good things, but they probably don't have the money to even like pay for Netflix or Amazon. It's true. Then you know, just right down the YC hall, we see a couple of African entrepreneurs using that same product. This same product, they're using it to pay their employee salaries. They're using it to pay for their lifts. They were using it to pay for the Airbnb. And <laughs> Michael Cyber looked at me and said, that's probably your market. <laughs> you know, it's these guys, you know, these are the guys that would like do it. So we, we started contemplating. Then there was an influx of a lot of consumer apps in 2019 into the Nigeria space. There was whole pay. There was all these guys, you know, getting tons of funding. And everybody seemed like they were doing the same thing. So it was like, how do we stand out, right? What makes, what's the motive? So that was in late 2019, we rolled out a product for businesses. So it was really simple. The same product that we're offering to consumers, businesses will be able to do the same thing. Pay online, receive money and pay bills. Uh, so that worked out pretty well. Now we have about last year, up to last year, when like everybody was first to learn how to use software to pay. Uh, Prima, you see, during the lockdown, the banks were not open. 
you know, nobody was open. So nobody could go out, nobody could do anything. So people had to start downloading our app, use the app for, to first of all, get an account number. It takes three minutes to get an account number when you sign up. And from there, you can share the account number to friends and family, your clients, customers. Uh, you see, Nigeria is a fast growing instant payments market. So the most, one of the, the most widely used alternative to cash is peer-to-peer -peer transfer. So people will just pay these businesses into the account numbers or give them, then the businesses can go ahead to process their payroll, pay their employees. They're going to pay their, their office bills. They request a card from us and about a week we'll deliver it to them. Then from there, we started, we started exploring a little bit of physical USD cards and a couple of things just to layer VAS on top of that. So that's the journey so far. It's quite, uh, it's quite the journey. How, how have uh, the physical cards done versus your original virtual card product? Um, you know, when, when Matt and I, we were in Nigeria, it, it occurred to us, um, despite kind of the push from Visa and MasterCard to kind of get more physical cards that um, it, it just didn't feel very promising as, as, as a product. Um, you know, Hard to distribute. About, yeah, yeah, I think it's the distribution part. Yeah, so right. what, what's been your experience there? Right, so what the first part we did, like I said, during the pandemic, a lot of things opened up. Uh, logistics companies became better. Mm -hmm. So that way we could figure out a way to get the card to the users. Then because there was no alternative, because the banks were not open. So yeah. if you need a card, your best bet is to get from someone that delivers to your house. Uh, so that's that's one of the things that worked out there, right? Uh, Isn't it expensive though to, to ship a card to a business? Must be expensive. So to the to the, to a consumer, they don't they mind. Yeah. To a business, they don't mind. You see, the mm. alternative, if you are not using the card in Nigeria, is to use cash to take care of your expenses, and that opens up your business to fraud. So you know you you don't mind paying the eight dollars that we charge to get the card to you, yeah, <laughs> for, and in exchange, you, you have a product that works. Uh, Will you for, ship it to uh, Northern Nigeria if I'm up, up in uh, uh, the, the countryside up there? Will you ship me a card? Yeah, we'll ship you a card. We've shipped to uh, really? a couple hundreds already, yes. Uh, so Nigeria, I feel a lot of people that do the heavy lifting, Mark, Nipos, they try, DHL uh, is okay. going pretty fast here as well. Nice. Uh, and since it's not a breakable item, you can use those companies to to ship stuff. <laughs> not breakable, but very important at the same time. Exactly, exactly. Wow. So, John, you have a B2C business and a B2B business. You kind of power other um, fintechs and, and, and other financial service providers. How do you think about that split uh, at Wallets? Um, are you going to maintain both or are you going to kind of focus more on one or the other? That's a good question, Kumar. See, we we started out to support consumers. Uh, we, we saw a lot of opportunity in businesses as well, but we didn't stop developing on the consumer side. Uh, now we have about 90,000 customers that we attend to on the consumer side. Uh, you know, these are people that came through these businesses or they came by themselves. So we continue to support them, the consumer side. Uh, of course, the bulk of the money comes from the businesses side. 
So a lot of our product focus goes into businesses. Cool. So the, the, the kind of the B2B business helps you cross-subsidize the value proposition to, for B2C and it's kind of shared infrastructure between both. Um, both sides. And yeah. Yeah. Well, 90,000 customers, that's pretty significant. And, and so during the pandemic, um, that's been actually a boon for your business. Yeah, it is. Then also businesses issuing accounts to consumers uh, also really uh, made it make sense. So um, expense accounts, employee accounts, consumer accounts, uh, customer accounts rather. So we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. That's the... Yeah, John, what's, what's been, I think, really impressive to me, um, just kind of watching you all over the last year or so, is just how uh, prolific you and your team are um, at, at Wallet. Oh, thank mean, you, Primo. I mean, you know, you, you, you offer customers so many different services, um, and you're doing it on two fronts, kind of direct-to-consumer as well as, you know, um, powering groups, potentially like a branch. And um, what's your secret? I mean, what, like, how do you, I mean, how many folks are over there and how do you guys actually just churn out the number of things that you're churning out? I mean, you have crypto wallets, like, you you know, it things are happening and there, it seemed to be happening pretty quickly. Right. So I think been... So first of all, the team is quite young. Uh, so the one thing they want to do is prove themselves. Yeah. Right. Including myself. Like even I, I'm the leader, and I still want to prove myself. Like I need this tons of you guys that have done great, great things. Um, so that helps us out. Then our culture is to actually ship daily. Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't know what we don't know, but we know if we ship daily, we're than hedge compared to you know. Uh, so that really helps us. That's, that's a key part of our culture. Does that uh, go with they, the app too? Uh, you'll ship a new version of your Android app every day. <laughs> no, it's like, so it, So there's so many things we ship, right? So yeah. there are times where we ship APIs. There are times where of we course. ship products. There are times where we ship just features, right? There's something really smart, a smart engineer put together recently that allows you to just um, update the app without you know, updating stuff on the store. And because right. all our apps are written in the same language, so that it gives us this uniformity. So like I said, these guys want to prove themselves. This is the opportunity they've been waiting for. And now they are all backed by Silicon Valley guys. So they're like, look, I'm an engineer. I want to show the world I'm an engineer. <laughs> so uh, we're like, come here. You know, yeah. here we won't tell you to wear a suit. Here we won't tell you to come to the office. We'll send you a mark and you will prove yourself to the world. That's awesome. You know, I've been generally... Um confused by the CBN, I guess, is the mm. thing. I, for years and years, we've heard that they're going to come out with this massive fintech regulation, um, digital banking regulation. And I feel like I've heard that same story for four years in a row. And nothing really has materialized in terms of like the type of licenses you, you need to get to be a lender or even to be a bank, you get a microfinance license, but it's it's really a license that's meant for brick and mortar banking. You're supposed to have a vault in your office. Um, and an office space. <laughs> <laughs> they inspect your they inspect your branches and stuff. So, I don't know. As a Nigerian, I think you grew up close to Abuja or something. What um, what do you think is going to happen? Or like another said, question is why is it so slow? 
Yeah. Right. Like I said, so if you look at Nigeria, we change banks every 20 years. Uh, the biggest banks now were not the biggest 20 years ago, like the US where you have the JP, the Bofa, uh, you know, Nigeria is quite different. 20 years ago, there were banks that were way big, you know, like people thought they couldn't fail. And now you have the GTs and the Zenits and the Access, right, that people thought they couldn't fail. So what you see with fintechs now, that was how GT was, you know. They could buy a commercial, well, some of them, they started as a commercial bank, started as regional banks. So I said, they started as a single location bank. They were not big. Uh, then over time, they started figuring out hacks in the system. Then the CBN, like I said, like a referee looks at the playing field, says, what's the risk here? Let's say I shut down FinTechs. Piggyvest has billions of Naira in savings. You know, Branch has billions of Naira in like lending book. Like, you know, what's the systemic risk? Mm. Uh, or let's say I allow them to operate you know, which areas can they not go into? And that's why they try to lead their regulations, I think, around what's going on right now, the playing field, right? There's a new uh, framework a couple of weeks ago for fintechs to partner with banks. So that way, if there's a service that you can launch and launch under the, launch under the partnership model that was described by the CBN, go ahead. We have a couple of those today. Mm. Uh, we originally even started operating under that model. Mm. So like I said, it's trying to understand their role as an umpire. Sometimes the rules are not clear. Yeah. Sometimes there are no rules. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes there are no rules. So pay. sometimes, exactly. So you can pay, exactly. So it's just knowing who you're dealing with and accepting that okay this is the wild wild uh, west so how do i how do i operate against these red tips because they are there mm-hmm. you know they are there john john if it, it kind of as the empire the cbn what do you think are like their top two biggest concerns related to fintechs i think fx i think fx is a real concern for them fx transactions yeah people yeah we saw that you know, yeah, yeah. You saw the, mis- the mysterious uh, regulation around you have to import USD into the wallet. Or yeah. if you're a remittance company, you can't transact USD to Naira. You have to give the user US dollars. Is that right? Right. Right. I think so. I think FX, that's, that's yeah, that, that's such a weird law, but it is out now. Right. So now, you know, you know before now, you could use SendWave. Or transfer-wise, or world remit to send dollars. But you see, the problem with them was the dollars doesn't get to Nigeria. So you say $23 billion of remittances happened in Nigeria in 2019, and the CBN looks at you and says, where? Where is these dollars that you speak of? <laughs> like, you know, there's no dollars here. So when you look at the law again, it's kind of like, okay, they're trying to protect the government here. There's such an amount, there's such a huge amount of dollars that comes to Nigeria on paper, but doesn't get here. And that's why the exchange rate goes up. So some, to some extent, that's why, that's what I think the FX laws was there for. The second one is systemic risk. So like I said, that's something that concerns the CBN a lot. How does the financial system not collapse? You know, how does the you know an internet company not salvage the entire economy 
uh, unconsciously because sometimes you just don't even know what you're doing. Uh, so, you know, you're like, hey, hey that's, that's, there's a problem there. So how, do you, how does this not blow up? Uh, so I think those are their two concerns. Yeah, I, I think fortunately, um, none, no one here is kind of systemically important at this stage. Um, and so that probably gives us some space to, to innovate and try things. And, you know, I really applaud that you just went ahead based on uh, customer demand of allowing people to, to buy and sell Bitcoin, send Bitcoin, you know, store, store wealth. Um, it is one of these things where it, it feels murky, uh, but we're seeing folks, of course, you know, um, some of the most uh, downloaded apps in the finance category are, are, are pure plays um, that, that allow you to do a kind of like, you know, Coinbase type equivalents. Um, right. what, do, you, do you feel, John, you know, you kind of, it's, it's like a Swiss army knife, knife, your product, right? It does all sorts of things. Um, mm. And then you have these kind of more pure play uh, apps in the space that say, you know, Luno, hey, we do this and we do this really well. What do you think customers are going to gravitate to? Kind of a one-stop central hub? Will they want it bundled or unbundled um, on their phone? What, what's, your, what's, your, what's your view of, you know, customer preference in Nigeria? Right. So some people find the product uh, consolidated as it is now useful. Uh, the, the closest example that comes to my head is what you could do with your Facebook account in 2008 and now what you can do with it in 2020. So, you know, in 2008, just post what you've been up to on your timeline, you know, let everybody be. Now it's like, it's essentially the government surveillance system on your phone. <laughs> so, so uh, also with wallets, uh, the way I think about it is that knows everything about you. So with wallets. So you're going to do the same like, thing. No, we won't. <laughs> we've been tested. Uh, but no. Uh, so we started out as a wallet account just for cards. Then based on demand, people are like, look, why do I have to download another app for airtime? Why do I have to download another app for bills? No. So we layered airtime, we layered bills, right? And we've not done that much since then. But what people can do with their wallet account in 2019 is quite different from what they can do with it in 2021. So what you're going to see, what we think we are going to see from some users is, how many times do I buy crypto in a day, right? Probably once a week or once a month. Uh, how many times do I pay bills? Probably once a month. So why do I want to have like six different apps for yeah. the same transactions, right? For the same six transactions, you can do it from the same app. Hey, so you're, you're, you're fundraising right now. Um, what's the, what's the, um, what's the pitch and what's the investment thesis for, um, you know, can you just kind of refresh everyone around kind of what stage you're at? Um, and then, you know, what would investors have to believe and what would they have to value? Um, and what do you value from investors? Could just, just more context here for, for folks watching. Right. So the, the, the short page is, you know, business banking for African SMBs, uh, because that's where the core of our focus is. Uh, the problem is obvious. It's, it's a, it's a, businesses don't know how to manage their expenses because of cash. It's, it's reverse run cash today. Uh, then African debit cards just don't work for international products. Um, this is a series A, this is a series A round that we're trying to raise. 
Um, the, the use of funds is quite simple. We're trying to focus on building out our core products, grow our, grow our user base, uh, then launching Ghana, Kenya, and Ivory Coast. Then we want to help businesses do submission payment processing, as well as receive money internationally. Uh, for you to receive money internationally now, it's not going to come via Naira anymore. So we're working on virtual USD wallets for them to be able to receive money in addition to Bitcoin. Uh, to do that, you need a couple of licenses at the CBN. Uh, we're exploring it, we registered the application uh, for them. So that's what we're using the money for. <clears throat> what's going to, what's interesting about our business is, unlike new banks, we issue sub accounts for businesses. Uh, we also like, uh, like unlike someone like a, a new bank that's quite popular, Kuda, we support businesses as well, in addition to consumers. Like traditional banks, all onboarding and transactions are performed electronically. So you don't have to worry about where your money is, uh, uh, where you, whether or not you have to go to a physical location. Safety is not an issue. Then uh, unlike payment processors, we actually have a consumer product that businesses can pay into. Uh, that's pay their employees, wages, and salaries. Uh, not just that, they can also, they can also, the deposit sits in their wallet account. So you don't have to worry about withdrawing to another bank. Uh, so that's the longer short of our round. Uh, we, we, like I said, this is a series A round. We're already backed by a couple of top guys from Silicon Valley, backed by Y Combinator, uh, Mozilla Corporation, Sequoia, wow. Mike, Michael Seibel, uh, Nayas Capital, and a couple of people as well. If, uh, if for those who are watching, if you haven't checked it out, go to Wallet Shot. Africa or wallets.ng, both those uh, uh, URLs work. Is that right, John? Yeah. Well, it's plural. Wallets is singular. Wallets is singular for NG. It's plural for Africa. Oh, yeah. Like a wallet it's, across Africa. It's a slick Got product, it. and there's, the, uh, there's, there's kind of a steady drumbeat of new things that happen uh, every month, and I guess uh, now a daily basis, which is pretty uh, incredible <laughs> that you guys are shipping at that, at that rate. Um, and uh, John, I, I want to congratulate you for uh, building something that has value to so many people and so many businesses out there. It's really ambitious um, and we admire, um, you know, we admire just how much you're getting done. Uh, it's, it's quite impressive. Thank you, Prima. It means a lot coming from you guys. Thank you. Good luck to everything. Let, let us Thanks, know if John. we can help. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Matt.